Welcome back to the Pleasure Temple, everyone. We have a super special episode with our friend, Courtney Renee, who is an incredible author, writer, creator, and architect of romance. Courtney Renee is also the mother to a young adult, Meadow, and the toddler fur baby, Issa Rae. Some of her published works include her debut novel, Covered in His Love, I Love You More Than, Raquel's Maine, and A Tumultuous Love, just to name a few. And if you're feeling naughty, you can also find a short series that is sure to satisfy you by checking out the Flesh is Weak series by Coco Strokes, a recently divulged pen name Courtney Renee authors under. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to let Courtney bring us home in this episode so stick with us do enjoy welcome to the pleasure temple everybody we have already been talking of course because that's what we do but we have courtney here with us and i'm so excited because courtney writes romance novels y'all and i don't know if i've told you about my guilty pleasure and my own romance novel obsession um you know from way back in the day my auntie actually gave me one and i can't i can't remember right now who it was by we was all up on them danielle steels and uh, andrew it was them uh nora robert johanna Lindsay. Yeah. i have read every single book by joanna Lindsay. i i, I will say that <laughs> um but welcome Thank and, you for having me. Oh, I'm so, it's such a pleasure, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> so, first of all, <clears throat> tell us about Coco Strokes because you know that's who I've been jamming with this morning. And Greer. <laughs> oh wow! So, <laughs> as V has excitedly gotten to. Um, I do write romance. I write under many different pen names, but one of the pen names I write under is Coco Strokes, and Coco is dedicated to my erotic writing. Um, Mm -hmm. The book being referred to is a part of my Flesh is Weak series, because Mm. the flesh is weak. So (laughs) just anything that considered quote-unquote taboo I take it let my imagination run and go with it write with it (sighs) y'all I don't know if if you (laughs) listeners have ever read a romance novel but I I suggest it if it's something you know just have a little adventure in your life Better than that, Calgon, take me away. Listen, Calgon, take me away. We we're, we're dating ourselves because that was Cal- like nineteen and eighty two <laughs> in the in the nineteen hundreds. Yeah. Oh my god! Um, I came I came across Courtney's work. Well, let me back up. Courtney and I worked together in two thousand and fifteen. And we sat a couple of desks away, but on the same road, um, I was fairly quiet at work. And I don't know how 
it was a couple of us we started talking about we're big readers we're prolific readers and I'm like what what you and one day Courtney shyly she's like this is my exit plan and I was like what and she disclosed she writes and I'm like I, I want to read I want to read you know, I'm down to read. I'm down to Literal read. Literal reenactment right there. I want to like, read. I want to read. <laughs> like, I want to read it. I'm down to read it. I want to read it. You know, send it to me. I give you my opinion. You know, I have it read by tomorrow. If you send it today, I will have it read by tomorrow. Right. And um, I loved it. I loved it. I gave her some feedback. Um, but other than that, it was just written from a black woman's perspective filling a void in the romance department that we are not having a whole lot of black authors writing romance fictional romance paranormal romance and there are a couple out there that i have read millie i forgot her name but she was she's a paranormal she's black but she read, she writes in a format her books are about 100 to 110 pages. And after you've read maybe three or four, and you're like, ah, you know, give me some meat, give me some character development. But you also, she's writing to her audience per se, and she's churning out books. She, But it's gonna be no more than 110 pages. I don't read anything less than 200 pages unless it's a novelette to a series that I've been reading because I like to read. I like character development so much. And Courtney did such a great job and does a great job doing it. And like, I'm very proud of you. And I love your work when I read it. I have to refresh my memory. It's been so long. I was telling Dee when we came on this morning he was like oh my god I've been I've been on this I've been on it this morning it's Coco this morning I've been and I she was reading these little exercises I need to read this into the I need to read this right here I was like it's been so long since I read them I need to go back and reread them because I have like five or six of your books on my Kindle um but she started to fill a void and coming from someone we all three just recognized we're big readers. I read all the time. I can tell you where the void is at in yeah. the department. I can, it's clear where the void is at having a black voice writing romance, you know, yeah. and writing good romance, not stereotypical romance, because we would laugh as we connected deeper at work over reading over various topics we will pick up these titles it's like the ghetto titles and I was just like I know well that is not a book and you know so like oh yes it is girl and it was like, I need a 500 word novelette where is that y'all I tell you she has been on me about doing this novelette for the chance like I am going to do it like seriously and I get it and had I listened to her when she told me like I would have satisfied a lot of people because I do get mail from time to time like what's going on when's the next crossbreed series coming out I get it I hear you my friend she is <laughs> Okay, so see, y'all talking about a book I haven't read. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, it was the <laughs> biggest work. I did a paranormal, and um, it was 
uh, over a thousand pages right now it's not available because i should have broken it down into three books but i am currently in the process of having new covers done and breaking those up so to come soon hopefully in april we'll get those back out on the market oh i'm so glad you said that because i will be texting you every week <laughs> i'm so glad that you have Shared, shared this with me. Well, for me, whenever I write a thing, if I show it to somebody, then that means I have to like commit to it. And that means I have to produce the, the content. If I tell you about it, I got to produce the content because A, I, want, I don't want to let you down. That's the first thing. But also here, I wrote this really fun thing. Um, what like in your life do you work out in your book I mean I know with this first one I, I'm the one that I'm reading right now I, I pretty much guess but <laughs> um, <clears throat> and how does that tie into your pleasure honestly like when people when I usually work with people it's we're we're trying to find things that help them kind of work through things in their life and i often use you know fantasy and fiction so a lot of my stories somebody dies in every single story and you know and it's like this horrific thing that happens and then i tell the story from there um but do you use writing in that same way? So I do. Um, I, you know, because reading is my first love. Um, I still battle with that whole killing your characters, killing your darlings, as Stephen King would say. So you're doing excellent because that's what you're supposed to do. I still, <laughs> you know, I love them. Like, I love them. And it's just like, I look at it from reading standpoint and it's just like, I don't want to devastate myself, but the books that do kill your darlings, like those are the books that will have me sobbing, boohoo bawling uncontrollably, like damn it, but it's still such a good heartfelt read. Um, I will say Courtney Renee books. <clears throat> I started um, publishing those books soon after my mom died. So my first book, the main character, she does experience her mother dying from cancer. That was very similar to my life. Um, so certain things in my life, yes, will work out through my books, um, the events that have taken place, uh, shenanigans I've gotten into with my friends, um, <laughs> even have a really close friend, fellow writer who had a tough time in a relationship and she knew she would never be able to write her story. Um, because the significant other she was involved in a relationship in um, always would either pick up her books or have his female friends read them to ensure that she wasn't writing anything about him. So I wrote her story, um, of course, from a, a happy place, you know, um, but just a lot of the BS that the main character, Felicia, experiences and I love you more than uh, really did happen. Um, and then Coco Strokes was really just my imagination, my fantasies, things I've thought about. 
if I'm being completely transparent, my ideal relationship would be that of a poly. Um, mm-hmm. And I am one who believes that it is absolutely possible to have a poly with two men. I, I, it really is. I believe that as well. They, but they have to do it. They have to come in doing the work, though. It's 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 more difficult when you <clears throat> only one third <laughs> of, of the polycule is doing the work, or two thirds of the polycule is doing the work. Everybody's got a work. right? Because people are people, and I think that any relationship configuration, you have to do the work. Like you can't get around it. Like, there's no getting around it. You're going to be triggered in every single relationship, even a friendship, even, you know, these non-sexual relationships. Teresa and I were talking a couple of weeks ago about men being able, not really being able to have women friends, you know? And, and, sad. and it is sad. That's exactly what we said. That's so sad. I'm so sad. For them. And that, that, that the mentality is, is they can't really have women friends without you know, it leading to sex, or if they do, they they must be gay. I had a really good friend <clears throat> that I grew up with and never looked at him in that way. He was literally like another brother, just, you know, our moms are friends, just was always there from the time I can recollect in childhood through, um, even now, we're still friends, but it's estranged and when we were in college um his girlfriend who was also a good friend of mine uh she was at a different school and he and I were going to get this apartment together I put our name on the waiting list like it was the roommate plan like again never looked at this person like that like just my brother and just interestingly enough you know looking back things are different um she ended up getting pregnant and then she ended up coming to where we were staying and then I gave up the apartment to them so but it's just interesting like how that all and then just you know we just grew apart just you feel when somebody feels some type of way or is insecure and I never want to give you that reason to feel that way because literally there's nothing there so then you start to pull back and then that friendship is you gotta you gotta tend to it you gotta water it you gotta garden it and nobody was tending to it you gotta tend to it <laughs> like people don't i don't think they be, they be missing the boat they just be watching the yacht ride right by and like the things you can build and and together with people even the things you can y'all the things <laughs> the you can build and like you were saying with the poly relationship, you know, first off, you only have one third of weight to carry. Like that's the greatness of the poly relationship. Like <laughs> you don't have this whole load as a man that you have to carry, you know? And it's just, you know, so that one third that you do have to carry, you need to carry it. Like, and if oh, yeah. everybody it's, does their job, everything is good. Like when you're not available, nobody's available. Like, you know, you may not be emotional. Emotional might be his thing. So that's who I go to. If I don't feel like talking and I just want to be hell, I'm coming to you. Like, it's just, yeah. 
But it's the beauty of sharing, though, I think. Um, the beauty of sharing within the framework of honesty and transparency, you know? And to piggyback off of that point, somehow men are under this um, thought process that women are two-dimensional. And when I say dimensional, wives and mothers, not sexual. Is never thought of as sexual because that's where the trope of the the Jezebel come from. The hypersexual individual comes from. You know, you are vixen, you're siren. It's something wrong um, with her. Everyone on this panel is a supporter and proponent of therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone. And when I tell you, I always feel like, oh, go star anytime I'm talking to my therapist and she's like, you need to get this book. And if I already have it on my shelf, I'm like, I got it. Like, so (laughs) recently, like she's told me a couple of times and I had it before she even recommended it to me, but just stalling, not finding the time to read it. But it's a book by Black Girl Bliss and it's called Pussy Prayers. Hey. And when I tell you, like, I'm going to get it for my 18, almost 19 year old, like, I hate to do it, but it's important because it starts off talking about how we were taught to think about our vaginas and what they were meant for. And that, I mean, going back to then, I was just like, oh my God, I remember changing her diaper, going back to changing a little girl's diaper and her hand going down there and you tapping her hand, like, get your hand away from there. Like, no. And it's just like, gosh like it literally starts from you coming out in this world like it's just like no you don't touch that like no that's why what's really interesting too that you bring that up is we don't do the same things to boys we don't more like it's it's less common for people to do that to boys when they're young oh he and they're playing with his little and oh you're right. it, 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 and and i want to it's expected of them that they are masturbating. It's expected of them that they are thinking. That's what they do. That's what they do. Girls. And it's like, oh, it's what they do. And it's, you, you know, that is very interesting. And, you know, the, the reason my mother and I are estranged right now is because I, you know, don't tell my daughter that she can't touch herself. It's your body. This is actually developmentally appropriate for her to be doing. If she doesn't know what pleasures her, how will she experience that later in life? Like, I'm a person, like, I masturbate, but I don't necessarily masturbate with touching myself. Like, that's just, that's never been my jam. Like, if I was with a man, like, of course, going back to reading, like, some of the hottest things is being, you know, in the midst of a foreplay and being told to play with yourself like I want to see you play with yourself I would probably freeze up like a deer in headlights like I would give it a good old college you know what I'm saying but it's just like if you're wanting me to get me there so you can learn how to get me there we're gonna have some issues like I could pull out the the toys like we do this you know if you get speed three it's a, it's a wrap like just don't do it be ready <laughs> But it's like <laughs> sitting there and actually taking the time to self-pleasure with my own hands. Like, that's just something I didn't do. 
Well, and you know what's wild about that? I think it stems from exactly what we were just talking about of like us being changed for doing it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, for the longest time, like I can't masturbate in front of my husband. Like I just, I can't do it. Like it's, I, it's, it's, I, like I have a really hard time. I feel awkward. I feel like you're watching me and I don't, and, and like it's your pleasure now. It's not for me, it's for you. And I'm putting on a show for you. And it feels like a show. And it feels, uh, 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 and I, like you were saying, get, you freeze up and you're like, oh. And then you, like I was telling you yesterday how, you know, I, I have been watching a lot of porn lately and, and deciding what really turns me on. And I'm not closing my porn tabs anymore. <laughs> like, this is my rebellion. Yep, I've been watching porn. Yep, I've been touching myself. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. This is what I've been doing for myself, for my own pleasure. Um, I like when they get up on me and whisper things to me. That's very crazy and sexy. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't want that good girl shit. I want you to, I'm a whole ass woman. Don't be, don't be but like, oh. I, that turns me off. I think race kink, but once again, in order to go into any type of kink or any kind of deep dive, right, you have to mm-hmm. figure out what it is because it, it it may not be good girl for you. But because I, I love nasty talk, I I love that. Like, come on it right now, yeah, give it to me, give it to me. Oh, right I like love psychological kink is 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 my jam, Ooh. and if you ask me if you ask me to do something for you you gotta ask me ask for what you want don't assume right. and get specific she gets specific. Like, <laughs> I like it when you get specific and then when it is done I want you to say thank you and I'd like for you to be grateful and I'd like for you to sing my praises right up in here Oh, we were talking not too long ago about Praise King. Yeah. <laughs> How that's a lot of um, Black women's jam and men just, it goes right by them like they don't get it. But it's just like a perfectly placed good girl. <laughs> Shower, rain showers all day. Like it's just. And it's very interesting um, because writing reading is an escapism for me right and i know what i gravitate gravitate towards when i start reading erotica mm-hmm. years ago i found this free site erotica where people just would submit um their own little novelettes sure. so you can go through the titles or you can choose the topics that you want and it was just the top is just range, but it will be thousands and thousands of stories. Oh my God. Like, and I always would love the set scenes in my romance novels, but when I discovered erotica, it went to a whole different level. And when I read things like that, and a lot of this is being authored by women, and we're speaking so much about pleasure. This is what we're missing. If we're writing so much about 
this topic in the form of erotica, not a manual, but in the form of erotica, in the form of romance novels. Like, men can really learn a lot if they pick up a romance novel. They could, and that's why, you know, it was kind of sad when they ended saying Sex Chronicles. Yes. Because yeah. it gave insight to what women like, like Sex Chronicles, Red Shoe Diaries, like, yeah, that's what we want. You know what I'm saying? The sensualness of it, like, um, like Deep of Hearts is this old 80s movie. It is my, like my favorite. I still remember it from way back in the day. Had no business watching it. But it's with Eric Roberts, Julia Roberts' uh, brother. And this guy is sexual scenes to this date. Um, and it wasn't even like it was graphic. It was just extremely sensual, extremely erotic. And mm. yeah, like, and what Teresa saying, you know, most of these books are written, written by women. We can absolutely one thousand percent tell when it's written by a man. Absolutely, one thousand tell when it is written by a man. I don't know if you all have seen Sense Eight. It's uh, a limited series. It's it should still be on Netflix, but um, this is when I really found out that I might be interested in group sex. I was watching. <laughs> watching Sensei and they have one of the most beautiful sex scenes and it's um, you know men, women gay, lesbian non-binary, whatever all of the things and um, it's eight of them and they are all in each other's minds and so I know and so two of them are having sex and then because they're all in each other's minds they're all having sex and so it turns into how they are all experiencing this sexual encounter between two people and it's so beautiful i was like oh i i i was like i feel something 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 working up in there she's working up by it goes to the point, too, you guys made a very great point when you say we can tell when it's written by men. Even porn. Jenna Jemison was one of the biggest porn stars. One of the films that she filmed from her production company was when she, and she talks about it, it is the highest rated film and women gravitated towards it so much. And you want to know why she with her at that time, her husband, and she was in love the sensualness, the passion, they were in love. And that was like- It came through. It translated, right? And as we we all watch porn here, I can, I I, I honestly know, I, I watch a whole lot of porn when I get in the mood to watch porn. And I know um, <clears throat> who's directing it, what is gravitate for, like I will, spend hours looking for what I want mm -hmm. always based for my eyes but everything or a, a huge percentage of it is designed for men right a huge percentage of it is designed for men there are a couple of um, female producers out there I know there were <laughs> oh yeah that's 
Yeah, that thing is fed up. One, one Balesa house or something. It's, a, it's, it's relatively recent. I think but. for men, it's pure visual. And for women, it's mental. It's yeah. a whole stimulation. And it's just like, you know, give me a good mind fuck and I am just all in. Like, you know, we were talking yesterday. And it's just like, yes. you, even as a woman, if you are just wanting a little just a little side piece, just a little dip, you know, it comes to a point where you're like, don't talk. I don't you're going to mess talk. it up. You're going to mess gonna it up. Mess like it you're going to say some stupid shit. That's going to make me feel like you're dumb as fuck. And I don't want that. I don't and want I'm to. And I'm done. I, you have, you killed me. Dry, you it's, not it's talk a Sahara again. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting because I remember a guy who aesthetically I was not attracted to. And he ran me down for seven months. I'm going to give him kudos. But part of it, where it switched in that seven months, we would talk all the time. And he was Work so- that mind over. He was so intelligent. He, we shared some common things. He would, and it was around the time, I think 2012, Barack Obama was running for a second. It was the, we would share articles, news articles. We would have these profound conversations. Oh, it doesn't, it didn't, you know, hurt his cause when he was just like, oh, what you looking at? I'm just looking at this dress. Oh, send it to me. Let me see it. And that dress shows up at my house. You know, like he put in You the listen work. to me. You listened to me. You heard me. You were paying attention when I was talking to you. Whether it's my favorite ice cream, whether it's my favorite color and the lights change when I come in the room. Whether it, I mean, but like foreplay is not about putting your lips on my pussy. No. For me, foreplay is all the things you do before you put your mouth on me. Because we got to get there. I can be like real stingy with sets um, with other people, not with myself, babe, we getting it in. But it has to be something about you that mm -hmm. draws you that make me want to take my clothes off for you and share my temple with you. Mm -hmm. And as I have gotten older, please come with your A game because I will tell you about it, you know? And I think that's another thing that men think they're great at sex and no, you're all aren't. You aren't great at sex. I mean, the good thing, the good thing. You find the clitoris, that's great news for you, but it's not a math problem. You don't do it the same way every time and get the same result. So- Are you trying to rub that bitch off? Cause she doesn't detach, like- uh Stop Why? sucking it right now. She's it, it, overstimulated. Move your head. Your teeth should never graze her. Oh my god. <laughs> I, and 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 I want to be clear about like specifically like this is what I like. I'm not speaking for all women. Because one woman might like a little teeth grazing. If that's what she into, that's what she into. But that ain't me. You will get punched in the face. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, so if we're getting really down to the nitty gritty and, and 
let me spoke. No, listen to the woman that you're with. Listen to the woman or women that you are with and be specific to them. Listen to what her body is saying. You know, the admiral. She's a little moist when you go down there and then it's not getting any more. It's not computing. Like Mm -hmm. what she's needing, she's not getting from you. So you need to change direction. That's just like the whole (laughs) drag question of. Maybe she been dehydrated today. Did you bring a cup of water? That as well. Just like the dreaded question, did you come? Did you come? If you are having sex with a woman, I can, I'll give you a pass saying, you know, if you're having oral sex, you may not know. But if you are literally inside a woman and she orgasms, there's no way you can't know if she comes. So no, she did not. So the answer is, my friend is blowing in the wind. If you're asking, that means you didn't feel, and that means that's a negative. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I I am very, uh, I'm very adamant about people of all identities getting to know themselves and getting to know what they like and like advocating for themselves during sex, before sex, after sex. Um. And it's hard because, like, I was saying I hadn't masturbated in front of my husband because of the reasons listed. Mm-hmm. And that was a hurdle for me, a real, a very real hurdle for me. And then um, taking into account what we've been through emotionally, like, all this shit is sitting on top of my pleasure. And I just don't even know what to do with it sometimes, you know? <laughs> so, like. And then so sex for me a lot of times becomes irrelevant because my mind is not stimulated. Like I'm not you know, I, I don't feel like anyone's paying attention to what my needs actually are. I'm shouting them from the mountaintops. So and it's taken personally or you know either I don't know I, I I don't know that's the big thing being taken you know it needs to be normalized hearing what your partner says without you taking it on as a personal affront to you right without you feeling like you're being attacked like a lot of times with your partner so it has nothing to do with you like yes I'm with you but these are just things that I am feeling because then it comes to a point where I feel like I can't even share with you now, like, because you take it personally. Right. Right. You're taking shit personally and it's not a personal assault and also needs aren't static. So what I need today, I might not want tomorrow. You know, I might need some tenderness and I might need to not have sex. I might just need to have this very, a physical but non-sexual touch session. I'm a massage therapist, so I'm, I, I like touch. that. Touch is a big deal to me, and the way you touch me is a very big deal. And yeah. so... You saying that makes me realize, like, right, why right now it's very <clears throat> popular and lucrative monetarily for these massage therapists who travel and do the sensual massage Mm -hmm. because as a woman you're able to be touched sensually without concern of it turning sexually 
Like mm-hmm. Teresa and I have had many conversations in the past where sometimes you just want to cuddle. Sometimes I do just want to kiss for five to 10 minutes. That doesn't mean that I want to fuck. I just want to connect. I'm sorry. That doesn't mean that I want to have sex. I just want to connect emotionally and spiritually. <laughs> okay. Then no, if I can connect emotionally and spiritually with you without, I, I'm not in the mood to be penetrated, but I just want that closeness with you. Right. And, and even if, you know, your partner wants to have that physical release, they can have that without you having to provide it. <laughs> you, you better see. You can have that. And we can sit here and, and and I can just enjoy being touched. And if you need to come, let me know. That's fine. If you want me to watch you do it, great. You want me to get you some oil? the idea of doing more of that and allowing that other person to have what they need also in that container you know i'm i'm all fine well and good with you wanting to have a sexual release but that's not what i said i wanted i'd like for you to put your elbow right here between my shoulders and Mm -hmm. give it a good you know oh my gosh like Like, how many memes do we see where it's like or videos where she asks for a massage and she might get it for 20 seconds and immediately you go into the booty to rub it no i just want a massage granted i do love a good butt rub yeah but it doesn't need to end in sex rub my butt like you mean it give it a ooh. Get that get that girl together. She's carrying a lot. It's your paraphernalia muscle because uh, <laughs> my my massage therapist really works on my paraformance muscle in my butt all the time. And I'd be like, yeah, dig in it right there, right there. Uh, get it, get it. Well, get and it. that's it. Like, I've been doing body work for a really long time. Bodies don't excite me in that way. Like, I got to look at, oh, God, I have to have sex with it. Right. I look at as this place where you are 24 hours a day. And when I offer to touch you, I'm not offering to jack you off. But if that's something you want, please don't hesitate to ask for it. it but I think also is I have spoken with Courtney about this. And I've spoken with you somewhat about this. What I also recognize is men are touch starved. They're not hugging their friends. Like when we greet each other. Holding hands. They're not, you know. Hugging like though, because a hug boy can release some endorphins in your body and just (sighs) like that feels good. Thank you, I needed that. One of the most endearing posts that's going on right around right now is the are the photos of Michael B. Jordan and um, oh. Majors, Majors, uh, Jonathan Majors, Majors. Just the love, the the hugging, just the brotherly love that's being expressed. It's just like it's so beautiful to see because that's not something that we see at all, at no. all. And it's just like 
the confidence and security that knowing that just because I hug my brother does not immediately call into play or question my manhood. Even the oldest, he'll come in here and he will verbal. Oh my God, I remember the day he verbalized he needed a hug. I was so proud of him. He was just like, I just need a hug, T. And I was just like, oh, come here, baby. You know, and I'm like, oh no, that was a great hug, too. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I know his PT poured all that love into like well, it, it was yeah. Trey. It, Trey is 29 and he was just like, I just need a hug. And I, come here. And I felt the tension release from his body. Like he just got heavy. I just felt the tension. But I think, no, I know coming from my family structure we prioritize touch. I don't think we do it consciously. It is very much a, a subconscious thing, you know, as I have like um, gotten my friends accustomed to how much I touch, but it's powerful. It is. I, I mean, yeah. Gordon, it's powerful. Yeah. And, and, and we're speaking to the things that are actually missing in our society directly mm -hmm. because... Mm -hmm. We stop hugging our sons. We stop. I mean, I don't. Like, I'm hugging this boy. And he, it does not shy away from being touched. He will tell me he needs a hug. He will, I just need to be next to you for a minute. Well, okay, cool. You, come on. What you need? Let, get it. Get it like, out. I think we even do it to our daughters, like, not wanting to have them dependent on human touch. But when you starve something someone from human touch they crave it so not giving it doesn't toughen them it actually makes them more susceptible laugh, for the bullshit it does i laugh a lot it makes them emotionally intelligent this is what mm -hmm. we're talking about people we're talking about being able to voice your needs because it wasn't put into the it wasn't put in the context of something negative Co-regulation is something that happens when you have a baby and we've all had this experience with our mother. We've all had it. So nobody has been left out of this, <laughs> you know, um, that co-regulation or whoever your parental figure was. It's if you're calm, the baby's calm for the most part and they're picking up and they're talking with their body. They're not talking with words. They're speaking to you with their energy, they're speaking to you with their body, and we never grow out of that. Yeah. Our bodies are continually speaking to each other. You can walk in a room and one person can be crying, and that is going to trickle to a lot of feces are going to be stirred up in this room. And so, like, energetically, we are always speaking to each other. And so I don't know why people would even deny that when they have the science with them. It's something they don't even need a PhD to do. But that's just, once again, from our talk yesterday, we have to challenge the narratives that's been embedded in us, right? Mm -hmm. Because those negative narratives that's been embedded in us negatively impact our relationships, how we move into this world. Um, but in order to do that, you have to start receiving the feedback and the criticism, not as an attack, but maybe... I need to address this. Maybe. 
It's an observation, right? It's an maybe, observation. <laughs> I, maybe this is not working for me. Even if someone hasn't given you feedback, but if you're seeing relationships after relationships crash and burn, seek therapy. Mm -hmm. Seek Please. therapy. Because you're a huge Please walking therapy. pain body. Honestly, what's funny about it is <clears throat> at this stage in our lives, it's like the role of men and women have flip-flops. So I remember being early 20s, feeling like I needed to have that bond and connection with someone that I may have been friends with benefits with. You know, they come over, feeling like you need to engage, you know, so I don't feel like I'm just, you know, just a hit and quit it, just to feel like there's something more there than what it is. And now at this point in time, we it's the hit and how, quit how short life is how precious our time is how valuable it is so this 30 40 minutes that you need me to sit up there and listen to you and engage and connect with you i could have sent out for emails i could have made some appointments i could have scheduled what i need to do the following week you know i could have done so oh, we could be on round two Oh, we can be on round two. We can be on round two. We can already have an intermission. This is what I love about my friends with benefits. Oh, he's <laughs> worth my time. Oh, he shows up. He is great in the bedroom. And we have 15 years of history, so I do not have to direct traffic. We're going to have at least two intermissions. We can make it to the bedroom. Three, three, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, but this, is, this is the thing. So, like, you know, I this uh, what I know about myself is like my touch cup is is pretty much filled up like the non sexual part of it because I do have children and I'm always you know engaged with them. We have animals, and all kinds of stuff. I I get very easily overstimulated now, and uh, I want that mental thing, but I want it way before that. Like way before. Don't don't get to the don't. What I need when I get here. Is like, let's get on. Get let's on get to the point. Don't talk to me because I got to go back home and I got to go to work tomorrow. I don't have time for this. <laughs> so, I like this is when I was in office. I don't have time to right. talk about and, and what's going on with your ex wife. I don't have time for it, and uh, nor do I care. It's but, not like you know, but you can't say that without hurting someone's feelings. Right, that's that is true. You really can't say that. In Unfortunately, it's literally like we're both have worse. Like you are, you're more right. Well, sensitive it, to things like that. And it's having a conversation beforehand. It's like, listen, I don't. I, I like if you want to talk about something, talk to me about it prior to this. It's almost no, like, should I be friend. calling you on the way talk, so we talk can get to your the friend. talking intermission out? No, talk to your friends. Talk to your friend. We're talking about the communication piece, and that was huge in our discussion yesterday. The lack of communication, and Courtney keeps bringing up the point, look like the roles have flipped. When I wanted to talk, when we tried to build these communicating bridges, you, you were absent, or that wasn't... Um, you did not recognize how important that facet of your life will be, right? My emotional cup is filled up by so many other people and you're not one of them. 
we have this sexual bond and this sexual chemistry. Yes, I care if you're sad. Yes, I care if you are hurt. Yes, I care if you are hurt, but I, I don't. I don't care about your day to day life. I don't care about um, the issues with your parents because motherfucker, I got issues with my aging parents too. I suggest you do what I do. I talk to my girlfriends mm -hmm. who have engaged in similar behavior or similar situations and they give me feedback. But you all don't develop deep relationships and connections with your boys. I don't give a damn how tight you are with your boys. Y'all are not going deep because if you was going deep, you would not be looking at the women place an undue burden on the women, emotional damn labor to make sure you're whole. So yeah, I don't want to deal with it, but yeah, I also know I get something for him. So yeah, I'm taking an anxiety pill. Yeah, I, I, I have a cup. I'm, I'm sipping on my way to your house and I'm taking the anxiety pill on the way to the house. And I probably don't you know, smoke the little something to get in the mind frame because I know this is what you need from me, you know? And the reason I do that, I don't want to inadvertently slip out. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and let me, let me take it slip out. even a step further. It, yes, we do talk to our girlfriends and our friends, but again, like I just said, everyone, everyone on this panel is in therapy. So mm. it's not like us giving just, advice that we think is what yeah. it is is actually pulling from the work that we've had to do the, the emotional labor so it's solid <laughs> advice it's not advice pulled from pain and anger and hurt like no and bitterness and it's none of that it's none of that this is coming like, from healing at this point like yep. if you can't take me at my word because you know i show up and do what i do uh i don't know what to tell you like, I, I don't, like, uh, it, the problem is not me. Yeah. <laughs> not in that sense. Because it's like we're, we're, we're doing all of this emotional work. We are in therapy. We are very vocal about what we need. And we are vocal about how those needs change. And we are very clear a lot of the times about how these needs are changing. And what you need today is not what you need tomorrow. And it's a practice. It's a lived practice it is not like you know some shit that we just decided yesterday this has been a overtime long haul practice of learning from all the experiences like you were saying that we have had with various types of relationships in our lives we know when we full of shit and we know when we ain't you know i know exactly when i'm on my bullshit <laughs> and you ain't and own it you ain't gonna stop me being either. Here I come. <laughs> you know, I know we're running out of time and wrapping up, but I think what I would like for people to take away from this podcast, number one, definitely pick up some romance novels, pick up Miss Coco's Strokes if you can. Um, mm -hmm. She writes up under Renee, Courtney Renee as well. Her work is phenomenal. And what it definitely shows, men, if you're listening, um, pick up some romance novels written by women. Everything don't work for every woman, but hopefully it will start giving you um, topics of conversation 
to Ooh. engage because sexual pleasure, pleasure in general, I'm going to speak for the people on this panel and we've said it time and time again, is mental stimulation. So if you mm -hmm. want the cookies, start with the brain. Well, I mean, it's mental stimulation. It's emotional <laughs> stimulation. It's, yeah. you know, physical stimulation. You, know, you have to remember that. I, and I think I came to this decision um, definition here as we've been talking. Sensuality, erotica at its basis form, essential touch. Mm -hmm. At its mm -hmm. most base form, essential touch. Mm -hmm. I'll encourage uh, masculine folk in particular to discover actually what your preferences are. And don't worry about what the woman or women or feminine experience is asking from you. Get to know yourself and say, I actually like this. I like to be touched like this. I, yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've asked a man how they like to be touched. And it's like crickets. I don't know. I like what you like. That's not cute. That's not sexy. What do you like? And leave the shame out of it. It's like we don't have any more time to be ashamed of sex. Once again, I keep going back to what was described as nasty, and I'm like, really? That's nasty? Yeah. We don't have but time. But wrapped up into that, you just sex. said it, it's shame. It's yeah. shame. If that's nasty and you can't do it with your woman because of preconceived ideas, and that's a disruption in your relationship too. <laughs> it is because you know I it, imagine me never admitting that I can't masturbate in front of my husband, and then I just never do it, and he's wondering why I never do it, and we never talk about it. And don't take a personal offense to it. Don't feel like it has anything to do with you because it doesn't. This is this is me. It, it doesn't. But I I can tell you right now, it stems from molestation of from being sexually assaulted and the shame of you can't you're not allowed to touch yourself don't be touching yourself because you're a fast ass and this and that and the other it's the fast ass for me it's mm -hmm. the fast ass for me you know real quick going off of Teresa saying you know Casey telling you you're a sensual person and it's not I, I one thing I hate that we do uh, as a group is sexualize kids especially young girls but it's just like during my childhood it was such a big ordeal of she's switching she's switching she's switching and if y'all don't know what switching is mm -mm. <laughs> supposedly your hips are going side to side like you don't even know it's like i could have a mean walk to this day but it got stunted because i was told i was switching like right Exactly, because you, you you're walking with personality. You're walking with you know. You're walking, you are walking in your confidence. You're walking with confidence. With self assurance. If you deserve the place, that's what you're walking, and that's what society beats out of us, particularly in the African American community, because you don't want to stand out. You make yourself a target. 
but now it's looked at as more of a front. How dare, and we're going to close it out with this one. How dare, <laughs> how dare I be single and happy and I just date for joy? Ooh. And I, ooh. <laughs> and I, ooh. Dare, dare, y'all. Thank you for joining us. It is such a pleasure, Courtney, as always. Always, and, anytime. Like, a, a new BFF, and I'm, I can't be more thrilled. <laughs> I love it. Thank you again for joining us. You can follow Courtney, K-O-R-T-N-I underscore R-E-N-E-A on Twitter, on Facebook, on Goodreads. Get those books. We'll put links in our comment section and Follow us on Instagram at the underscore pleasure temple for more information about Courtney Renee. And we have some super special things coming up in the next few weeks. Stay with us. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your love, your time, and all the feedback that you all sent to us. Thank you again.